Good morning, and what a beautiful day we have in front of us today. As always, we are grateful for the so many things in this life, because uh, we start every day with gratitude. So, Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi, and what are we thankful for today? I am thankful for the creative energy that flows through me, inspiring my thoughts and actions. And I appreciate the wisdom that comes from listening understanding and empathizing so today on top of being grateful i'm gonna dive into a little bit of napoleon hill um <clears throat> napoleon hill is well known for his book think and grow rich that's probably his most famous book um but beyond that i read that a long time ago but i recently was suggested a book called Outwitting the Devil, which I listened to the audiobook. It's really good. Um, and then uh, more recently, I've been exploring the Ultimate Napoleon Hill collection, or the Ultimate Napoleon Hill Library, rather, <clears throat> which is a series of speeches that he made over uh, over time and stories he tells, and just an interesting perspective from an individual. Um, very much like Dale Carnegie in his approach to his work, but uh, want to kind of go over some of his uh, some of his work and talk about some of his uh, framing and how we can incorporate some of this into our lives and learn from the experience that he taught. So, who was Napoleon Hill? He was a self-help author who is widely considered to be one of the greatest writers on success. Of course, his book, Think and Grow Rich, is one of the best-selling books of all time. Uh, but his philosophy was built around personal belief and uh, using that as a fundamental principle of success and a principle that can be used to achieve success in virtually any area. Um. So his book, Outwitting the Devil, that was one of the more recent ones that I read, um, was controversial. Uh, it wasn't even published until 2011, and this is long after his death. His, his family and advisors didn't even want to publish it during that era, because the book itself is structured as an interview between Hill, as a protagonist, and the devil himself. And where Hill attempts to force the devil to reveal his secrets for controlling people and how one can overcome him, him being the devil. Um, but it's very good in the sense that um, he showcases the psychological barriers that hinder people in their ability to succeed. And in this book, he's using the devil as the symbol of all negative influences in life. But one of the key premises around the book is uh, the concept of drifting, where he describes the lack of self-direction or the habit of aimlessly looking for the easiest way through life. And that is kind of a default setting for a lot of us. Um, it's perhaps human nature is to follow the path of least resistance, right? But... Um, <clears throat> He suggests that uh, lack of purpose and direction makes one susceptible to influence of the devil. So in Outwitting the Devil, um, 
he suggests that fear and doubt are the primary tools used by the devil to control people's minds. And he looks at the importance of a definitive purpose. And, it, and through his teachings, he talks about this all the time. You have to have a purpose. have to have a purpose. And you have to have self-control. And you have to be able to learn from adversity. And when you do this, you're freeing oneself from these negative influences. So in the book, he um, talks about how he has broken the devil's code and forced him to confess in his ways. So through this conversation, uh, the devil is being forced to admit his existence and purpose. And he talks about drifting as the devil's primary tool. And it is and it being a an effective technique for controlling humans. And drifting occurs when a person stops striving for self-determination and failing to make our own decisions to think for ourselves. And this produces what he uh, considers a hypnotic rhythm, which um, which a person's habits become permanent. And the devil asserts that once a person starts drifting, he falls into this hypnotic rhythm, which leads to the manifestation of life circumstances based on these negative habits. It's like this negative habit loop that the, the devil uh, gives us or that, that puts us into this hypnotic rhythm, and it's hard to escape. So... <clears throat> One of the things that um, Hill teaches in all of his uh, teachings is, you know, the, this purpose in life. He really emphasizes this. I know this is the second time I've said it, but um, it's important. The uh, In this book, uh, Outwitting the Devil, you know, the devil suggests that the tool that individuals can use to resist drifting and falling into this hypnotic state is having this purpose um and oftentimes in this uh in this reading he talks about how the role of education and religion can either free people from the devil's grip or make them more susceptible to it and the devil argues that much of the education and religious instruction leads to drifting and this is done because it's um, it's the foundation of it is to discourage people from critical thinking and self-reliance. Um, he also talks about how the tools that the devil uses to manipulate individuals, um, such as fear, uh, health, ill health poverty, loss of love are, you know, tools of influence that the devil has, you know, because we always have that fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And one of the ways to thwart the devil's influence is, is to overcome some of these fears. And you see a lot of these teachings in, in a lot of our um, understanding of Christian thought and belief as well. And something that uh, Jesus always preaches about um, uh, referring to the Sermon on the Mount, you know, talking about, you know, will, will your father not feed you? Will your father not clothe you if your father loves you? 
So I think he's teaching some of the very similar principles. But um, so in, in discussing strategies to defeat the devil, um, independence of thought, uh, the pursuit of uh, of goals, and having that personal belief are fundamental in outwitting the devil. Um, so some of the key principles that he talks about for helping us in free ourselves from the devil's control include that definite purpose, the mastery over self, learning from adversity, controlling environmental influence or associations, the people you surround yourself with, time, you're giving uh, permanency to positive rather than negative thought habits and developing wisdom, harmony, which is uh, acting with definiteness of purpose to become the dominating influence in your own mental, spiritual, and physical environment, and caution, thinking through your plan before you act. And the book itself is um, this single conversation with uh, Hill and the Devil, but it gives us a perspective and an understanding of um, the influence of negative thought patterns and how they can manifest into a, a force that uh, escapes our control. But the good news is that we have the ability to you know, change course. And going on to some of his other books, in Think and Grow Rich, and some of his other works, he talks about key principles and philosophies regarding personal development and achieving goals and uh, having success in life. And some of the more prominent principles that he talks about are, you know, having a desire. Having a strong, burning desire is the starting point of all achievement. You know, according to Hill, one must desire something with a state of mind that becomes an obsession. And then you plan a definite ways and means to acquire it. And back those plans with persistence and hard work, which does not recognize failure. You know, again, looking at failure as opportunity. Um, another core principle that he discusses often is the having faith and he describes faith as a state of mind which can be induced by affirmation or repeated instruction to the subconscious mind and through his teachings he talks about faith is the basis of all miracles and mysteries that cannot be analyzed by the rules of science and this is um, something that we know and understand if you look at it on like the from a meta metaphysical stance, it's the you know the vibrations of life, and you think of frequencies. If you understand how frequencies work, there's high frequencies, low frequencies. Um, the having the faith really tunes our brain, tunes our bodies, tunes our souls into the uh, wavelength of life that gives us a greater uh, energy, a greater uh, structure that we can abide by so having faith is um a a an essential part of um you know building a successful life and part of this um concept he talks about is using an auto suggestion you know just like auto suggestion you know suggests the words uh we need to program our brains for influencing our subconscious mind and through influencing our subconscious mind 
we feed it with thoughts of a creative nature by both repeating aloud or writing down affirmations regarding one's goals. And I think that only solidifies the belief and the strength that we have, uh, the conviction that we have for achieving these uh, goals and objectives. And he talks about uh, specialized knowledge, and we talked about this recently, that knowledge is not power by itself, but it is a potential power. It only becomes power when it's organized into plans of actions and directed to an end or a means. Um, but imagination is really another key aspect of his teachings, where he talks about the, the imagination is the workshop of the mind, capable of turning desires into their physical or monetary equivalent. And one of the things he really emphasizes um, that I think is important in some of his teachings is that, you know, don't try to achieve a material ends. Try to um, imagine and affirm actions that are, you know, for building oneself. And um, try to synthesize imagination in from you know what we understand of old concepts ideas um, or plans into new combinations and using a creative imagination you know building off of hunches or inspirations that we we receive you know this can do type of attitude but you know putting this together with uh, an organized plan you know, no, no matter what the nature of the purpose, uh, coordinating, you know, yourself amongst other people who work towards a, uh, a, a defined goal, it, it, you know, with the spirit of harmony is part of the uh, collective, you know, conscious trying to achieve a, a set uh, goal or a set plan. Um, you know, another thing that we need to consider and we learn through Napoleon Hill's teachings is the uh, mastery of procrastination is one of uh, the most essential prerequisites for success. Um, you know, and one of the things that we should consider is reaching decisions promptly and uh, definitively know what they want and generally getting it. So uh, do not procrastinate, do not overanalyze decisions, just make a decision and move forward. And you combine that with persistence, and this gives you the ability to, uh, persistence and hard work will give us the ability to you know, achieve these goals. And then, you know, the monetary aspect of it and will come later. Uh, he tells a story about how he went and met with uh, an individual, and he says, "I will, I will pay you uh, one month's salary for the first month of me working for you, whatever you think is is necessary, with the ability, or with the knowing that after that one month, if you desire my services, you will pay me that same salary three months uh, in a row for those services, and that just shows a." A commitment to a goal and a willingness to, you know, let go of, you know, a means of a monetary 
um, value associated with you know your worth as it is today. You'll work for free and you'll reap the rewards later on in life. Um, but he also talks about the mastermind and the mastermind is the coordination of knowledge and effort between two, two or more people. It's the harmony of effort who work towards this definite purpose in a spirit of harmony. And this is um, really the coordination of creative minds, you know, coming together because not every individual has, you know, a we don't have everything all within us, but this, in the spirit of harmony, we can leverage, you know, our understanding and our knowledge with other people and build much better. Much like I talked about yesterday, if you drop one person into a forest, you know, the forest will take over that one person. But if you drop 10 people into the forest, the, the people will take over the forest and they will utilize in the, their surroundings to build a community, build a society. But um, he also talks about the uh, human brain and how it's a, a broadcasting and receiving station for thoughts. And, you know, applying this concept of a brain trust or a group of brains coordinated in, uh, in that spirit of harmony to provide more thought energy. So this collective brain can do much more than the individual brain can. And this goes back to our ability as humans, our social, uh, our social um, foundation that we are social creatures and that we need each other and we need community to, to build and grow much better, much faster, much greater. And we need to keep that in mind as we kind of go into our, um, our experiences and our goals. And he was a, a storyteller as well and he talked about a story of edward c barnes who um was had a singular desire he wanted to go into business with the great inventor thomas edison and he was obsessed with this desire and he didn't have any money or a personal connection to edison uh, but he was determined to achieve his goal and his chance came when he managed to scrape together enough money for a train ticket to Orange, New Jersey, where Edison's offices were, and he presented himself at Edison's laboratory and announced that he'd come to go into business with him. And um, he, you know, this guy wasn't, uh, you know, a, you know, didn't fit the mold of a businessman. Um, so, but uh, Edison saw something in his and his spirit and determination, they gave the, the guy a chance. And he didn't get the partnership he desired initially, He but Edison offered him a chance to work in the offices, doing the menial work at a meager wage. But, um, you know, Barnes accepted the offer, and he saw this as an opportunity to demonstrate its value and put himself in a position where he'd be ready when the opportunity uh, for partnership came about. So Barnes worked relentlessly, you know, always keeping his primary goal in mind. And then uh, when Edison invented the Ediphone, um, a lot of the salespeople at Edison's company were not enthusiastic about the new invention and did not believe it could be sold. However, Barnes saw the opportunity and he knew he could sell the Ediphone and told Edison that as much. 
So Edison gave him the chance, and Barnes delivered. He sold the Edifone with such success that Edison gave him a contract for the national distribution. So Barnes then became a partner with Edison and made a fortune. His initial desire, you know, combined with his uh, unwavering faith and persistence, led him to achieve what he set out to do. And he uses that as an example how having that definite purpose combined with the belief can, you know, one can achieve uh, anything. And this is a crucial aspect of having success. Um, and it wasn't luck or chance. Luck or chance is created by ourselves. He created this opportunity to convert it into success through hard work, persi- persistence, and having that burning desire. So interesting enough, there are you know these key fundamental principles which I like about um, this, the the teachings of um, Napoleon Hill, and something that we can all learn from. You know, having a definite purpose, having a belief and persistence. You know, continuous learning and adaptation. You know, learning, rewriting, learning from failures, adapting to circumstances, and having flexibility and being a lifelong learner, uh, open to new ideas and changing your strategies as we need is a, a, an important aspect of uh, mastering uh, this, the experience in life. But also, you know, surrounding yourself with supportive network of individuals who share a vision and have complementary skills and, and using that power of the mastermind group. But also, you know, we, we can't do it without having that self-discipline and taking the initiative and applying those positive thoughts. He really strongly emphasizes the power of a positive mind and, you know, this being a key to success and training your brain to always be repeating those positive affirmations, starting every day with a gratitude practice, and you know throughout the day, you know saying a prayer, um, and reminding yourself that everything's going to be great, everything's going to be all right, even in setbacks where these are opportunities to learn. So being proactive towards our goals and taking consistent steps every day, um, and using the influence of our subconscious mind to you know, reaffirm, you know, our positive mindset and our positive affirmations. And this is a key part of overcoming fear and developing resilience. You know, learning to overcome these fears and outwitting the devil is a key aspects of, you know, creating, creating a successful and a good life. Because failure is a default setting in most human beings. And just as he talks about now outwitting the devil, we can't fall into that negative feedback loop trap. We have to be able to persist through it and constantly remind ourselves. And this is a this is our daily bread. This is our daily practice and our daily understanding of um, the learning process and developing a resilient mindset. You know, fear and doubt and will ultimately try to stop us from pursuing our dreams and our goals, but understand that this exists in every individual and we have the power to control that through um, a disciplined consistent practice of repeating those positive affirmations and and training our mindset to have a an optimistic view of life you know there's a pragmatic approach that we can of course have there's limitations to certain things 
but having you know this um, constant you know uh, drumbeat in our head that everything's going to be great and just remind yourself and um, constantly do it he talked about another guy who um, laughs every day every morning he just forces himself to laugh and just even that action it forces a, a change in your brain's wiring that really uh, unlocks you know different uh, different neur- neur- neuron pathways that will you know reframe our our mindset and our brain to be more positive and more constructive in in our outlook. You know, one of the great things that has helped me is the the power of Noster and meeting a community of very optimistic and positive people. You know, I I sat in the doom loop for a, a couple years, and um, Noster is something a, a you know the mastermind that has uh, helped me understand and showed me a different perspective, and it's really changed my life for the better. And I'm very glad to have found uh, this group of individuals and this collective mastermind of people who are uh, optimistic and constantly positive and reaffirming into my brain and to the ways that we can uh, grow. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, That's all I got today. I appreciate you listening and we'll see you again next time.